0: I love pointing people to Jesus. I do. More than just pointing people to Jesus, I love connecting people with Jesus. There's a difference. Pointing is, hey, he, he's, he's this way, let's look this way. Connecting is, oh, hey, Jesus, cadence, cadence, Jesus. And then get out of the way. Even more than connecting people With the Lord, even more than that, I love watching you connect people to Jesus. Watching you do it. Because we're all so unique. We're all so different. We all have such wonderful, unique things about us. And even the ways that we do it. And it's mighty. And we should never take it lightly. And I love preaching. I, I think I say that all the time. I do. There's many weeks where the highlight of my week is preaching. Is this moment right up here. Don't, don't pity me. Some of you have this look like, oh, he's got a boring life. I do not. I have a wonderful life. Uh, I will say this week there was some competition for the top spot. I mean, Fourth of July. I mean, that's... That's pretty hard to not be the, the, the top of the list, right? Sitting around, eating good food, listening to Ray Charles sing about America, watching fireworks. That, that occupies the top spot for this week. But it's been a great week. It, and honestly, for Kara and I, it's been a great week for our kids. We've celebrated things all week long. Our oldest daughter, Acacia, who's back with the kids. Um, she's just experiencing this cool season of promotion at work. She works at Bounce Empire, and um, it was, I think it was Friday. They're like, hey, we need you, have you ever DJed before? She's like, no, but I'll do it. So they showed her something, and she did it. Like, ooh, we'll show you more, and and they did it, and then they walked away, and so she was DJing. She was like, wicker, 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 Okay. Maybe not that, but she, she DJed and it was cool And she's just thriving at work uh, Last night, Kara and I went, our son Jordan um, he's, he's a singer and, and a rapper and he had his first show And I tell you what was amazing is he smiled the whole time He could not hide how happy he was He's up on stage and instead of looking at everybody He'd look like Kara and I were over here And he kept coming back over here and he'd look and he'd smile And he's got such a great voice, that was super cool um, uh, Cadence's boyfriend Tristan is in town and so it's been really cool getting to know him and spending time with him and just seeing the joy that, um, that their relationship has the Cadence and she's so happy and it's just it's been a good week for, for mom and dad 4th of July is still probably the top spot but again I do love preaching I do love pointing y'all to Jesus Do you know why I love the, the fire pit chats so much? Because I don't preach. In fact, I don't do anything. Really, the only responsibility I have at our men's fire pit chats is to make sure there's wood, and even that, thanks to, thanks to Andy Euchre, even I don't have to worry about that. thanks to Hawk tearing down a fence and bringing say, Here you need this wood." I don't even have to really worry about the wood. And as the men will attest, I don't even start the fire. Because this is my opportunity just to sit there and be with my brothers. We start off with 10 minutes of worship. We invite the Lord just into our brotherhood. Jesus shows up. It's awesome. And then then we just... You just sit back and see what the Holy Spirit's going to do. I just sit back and I see how he's going to connect these random conversations about anything and everything, some godly, some not godly, some just silly and childish and whatever, and see how he weaves it to the point where he's like, ah, now I'm going to use that. And then he's glorified and then we're strengthened. And and I love watching y'all do that. I love watching y'all lay hands on a brother when he says, I need prayer. I love it. I love when it's not my idea saying, let's pray for somebody. But every time, and I mean 100% of the time, Hawk will say, we got to pray for this brother. I love it. I love the togetherness. I love the connecting. I love seeing us helping one another bringing them into the Lord's presence. Bringing them into a place where we see that God is good. Being a part of that helps me. I love it. Being a part of that, it strengthens me. It helps me love God more. That's the honest truth. I see a facet of his love that I'm like, oh, I just catch a glimpse and it helps me love God more. It helps me know Him more. It helps me follow Him better. And that is the vision and the vision statement of Impact Rock Church. Helping people love and follow Jesus. That's our Vision statement. Not our or our. That's ours. Husbands, wives. You're supposed to help your spouse love and follow Jesus. Teens. You're supposed to help your friends and your classmates love and follow Jesus. Church. This is our our vision, we help people love and follow Jesus. And here's the thing, guys. It's not enough just to have a, uh, a casual awareness. Yeah, I have a casual, a casual awareness of Jesus. He's, he, he's thumbs up. Thumbs up. I give him a thumbs up for sure. See, that's not when we're... People don't experience life change at that casual awareness of Jesus. People experience life change... And all of a sudden, we spend time with him, and we see his goodness, and we feel his touch. And all of a sudden, it's like, I've heard people talk about loving God all my life, or the last year, or since I've been going to that church. But now I'm starting to get it. It's not just that he loves me, but I love him. And then when we love him, we do what? Lord, wherever wherever you lead, I'm following. Because I don't want to be apart from you. I don't want to be without you. I want to be where you are. And I trust you. And I see how good you are. So I want to follow. Helping people love and follow Jesus. It may seem pretty straightforward, but I'm going to spend a little bit of time just unpacking that this morning. So, we have a graphic here. We are a church committed to helping people love and follow Jesus. So, let me start at that first one. We are a church. We are a church. We are a gospel centered gathering of Jesus loving people with different gifts, different personalities but one God, also known as the church. This gathering, the church, this is not about what we do. Okay? It's not about what we do. I show up on Sunday morning, which thank you for that. It makes it so much easier to be together when we can be together. But it's not about what we do. It's about who we are. We are the church. We are the body. It's about who we are. There's identity in that. We're not a social club. We're not some value-based get-together. We don't have a secret handshake, Which, but I blame you all for that. Why hasn't anybody come out with a, with a handshake? Okay, so my buddy Will, every time we get together, we slap, slap, and then go to the arm and pull back and the hit and then, I mean it's a thing, right? Why don't we have a thing? But it shouldn't be it shouldn't be secret. It shouldn't be secret. It should be very public. I'm just saying I'm open to it. I'm just saying. But just like I'm not starting the fire, I'm not coming up with that. Somebody a little funkier than I will have to do that. I digress. We're the church. We're the church. I love that we love getting. Together, And I love that we recognize the strength and the importance of getting together. It's awesome. But we have to remember this. We're not exclusive and we can never project that air of exclusivity. Our arms are always open. There's always room for more. We want more. We don't just want more church attenders though. That's not what we want. We want more Friends that we can link arms with and have Christ at the center and have fulfilling brotherhood and sisterhood and friendship and relationship with. All are welcome. All. All right, back to our vision. We are a church committed to helping people. Jesus has called us to lay down our lives for others so that they might know him, that they might know his grace, they might know his power, that they might know truth. So how do we lay down our lives? Man, in so many ways. We lay down our lives in comfort. I say it all the time. I am so okay. Andy is so okay. We are so okay. We are so comfortable in y'all being uncomfortable. Our job isn't to make you comfortable. Our job is to point you to Jesus and to challenge and to to point out what God says. And we're called to make sacrifices so others can come to know him. Uh, I'm not comfortable doing this, but I'm going to do it for you, Lord. Lord, this isn't my strength, but Lord, I'm, I'm trusting that you'll anoint my efforts. And make it a strength from the time the words leave my mouth or the action leaves my mouth or or the hug. So we are committed to helping all people connect with Jesus Christ who gives life and love and purpose to everyone who will trust him. Like I said, all are welcome. And you can come just as you are. But here's the kicker. You can come just as you are, but you can't stay that way. You cannot stay that way. What do you think I mean by that? See, you can come broken. You can come hurting. You can come having been betrayed and wounded and neglected. You can come broken, but you cannot stay that way. Because he's the healer. When we come into this place, we have to trust him to be the healer, to heal our lives. So we come in broken, we go out with whatever facet of, of his redemption that, that he just pours out on us with healing, with peace. We, we walk in this place with turmoil and chaos. Ah. And he just calms the storm. And now we have peace. See, you can come in in, ch- in chains. You can come in bound. You can come in with addictions. You just can't stay that way. Because in his presence there is fullness of Honestly, whatever we need. Honestly, Scripture says in His presence there is fullness of joy. But here's the thing. In His presence, there is fullness of life and healing and love and freedom. Galatians 5.1 says this. For freedom, Christ has done what? Has set us free. Stand firm, therefore. Stand firm. And do not submit again to a yoke of slavery, you guys you can come through those doors weighed down by the by the yoke of sin or heavy religious traditions or weariness of life, but God doesn't want you to stay that way and every time we're in this place heck every time every day every moment we want him to have his way and he doesn't want you to leave unchanged he wants you to trust him as he places you on the potter's will and says you don't need this and you don't need this and this is just going to weigh you down and you don't need this and you're like lord you're taking so much he's like oh no no i'm making so much i'm making something beautiful We come to Jesus just as we are. Filthy, broken, deceived, rebellious, self-righteous, hurting, bound, lost. We come to him and then we enter in. And when we enter in, we find all that we need, even if we don't know that that's what we needed. When we enter in, we find all that he says we need. And then we come out into his beautiful presence. I want to read a, a passage. It's just amazing. John 10, 9 through 11. Jesus says this. This is one of his I am statements. He says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and what? He will go in and what? And out. We don't just get to come in and all of a sudden now it's Club Med for the rest of our lives and we're in some strange Valhalla of Christianity where that, oh man, everything is cotton candy and puppy's breath. We come in. He touches us, He changes us, He strengthens us. We go out and we find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And again, this is Jesus speaking. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. Now this is the second of those in this passage. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Oh my gosh. Please hear me, friends. Please hear me. In a year from now, you should be able to say two things. A year's just arbitrary. It could be nine months, ten months, you know, five months. I don't, I don't care. But in, it, after a certain amount of time of being in this place, all of us should be able to say two things at the end of that time. Number one, I am different. And number two, I made someone else different. I am different And I made someone else different. Last week, I camped on the theme of togetherness. We are called to do this together. you Guys, I didn't go to seminary. I'm a graphic designer. Who God called to pastor a church. And we said yes. I didn't go to seminary. I went to a Christian college and majored in graphic design. Just being honest, I cheated in some of my Bible classes because I was like, "Ah, I've heard this all my life." I, I, did. The soccer team always got the tests ahead of time, and my sister always had friends on the soccer team, and they'd give them to me. I'm like, "Oh, sweet! I'm not steady. I can stay up till three o'clock playing Risk." Too much? Too much? Okay. We won't be able to say those things. I'm different and I made someone else different. We won't be able to say those things because of the works of man. Because of a, uh, some, some Christian self, self, self-help regiment. We can only say those things by the power of God that has transformed our life because we have a yielded and surrendered heart. We walked in and said, Lord, here's all of it. Here's all of it. We don't, we don't clean ourselves up before coming through the, the door through Christ. We don't clean ourselves up. We don't get our, our junk together. We don't get, put on our, you know, our best and, and you know, get our game face on. And, no, we come to him just as we are and say, Lord, do with this vessel whatever you will. I trust you. Or maybe I don't trust you, but I'm totally at the end of my rope. and I got nowhere else to go, so here you go which Jesus is okay with too. Come in just as you are, but you can't stay that way. You guys, this is a huge part of our commitment to help people. The uh, I'm okay, you're okay, that's garbage. I ain't okay. (laughs) I'm a mess. Without Jesus, without the work of the cross, I'm a mess. You guys, and when we experience God to the point where that we're changed, where that we can say after whatever that time frame is, a year, nine months, whatever that arbitrary number, when we've been touched, and then we go, ah, I've experienced Him. Oh, my heart's growing in love towards Him. Not just an obligation, but it's love. And then we're well on our way to following Him. We are a church committed to helping people Love and follow Jesus. You guys, our purpose as followers of Jesus is to rave about Him. To rave about Jesus. Jesus can fix that. Jesus can help you. Jesus is bigger than that. That needs to be our go-to. It's like, man, is that all you got is your Jesus card? I've got others, but why would I play anything else in this situation when I've got Jesus to offer you? Man, I get, I'm starting to get worked up. I, I, I love. This is what we're called to do together. Not just me, not just a few. This passage might be my favorite scripture about being the church. Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful And let us consider, let us give thought, let us be thoughtful and intentional about how to stir one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more, as you see the day drawing near. Our God is so good. It's an honor and a thrill to point people to Jesus, and we all should be doing that. This is why we say in Psalm 122, one, I was overjoyed when they said, let's go up to the house of the Lord. See, when love's involved and the obligation takes a back seat, then we can make just crazy statements like this and say, I was overjoyed. I was giddy beyond excitement to go into the house of the Lord. Because love's involved in not just religious obligation. Do we get that? We're a hollerback church. We can, we can hollerback. Yeah. Do we understand that? It's, it's about love. And if we're not pursuing a relationship where love is at the point of this, then it's going to just fall into the category of religious obligation. Friends, we have to be the church outside of these walls. We have to be the church outside of these walls. Okay. That was a long but important way of unpacking our vision. Helping people love and follow Jesus. So I should be able to unpack uh, our values a little quicker. We have three values. They're awesome values. They're strong values. These are our three values. Passionate love for God. Genuine love for his church generous love for our community now our our third one has changed those of you who have been around for a long time you'll notice oh we, we we changed it and uh here's what the third one used to be it used to be demonstrative love for his lost and we just felt like the lord said no you need to change that so we changed it to generous love for our community you guys that primary Pillar, that primary value that Impact Rock is built on is passionate love for God. As followers of Christ, we should be known for our love. They will know us for our love. This truth begins with us believing that God loves you. And then we in turn love. He loved us first. He chose us first. He called us first. We may think we said that we, we chose him. We chose him after he already chose us. It's like if I'm playing kickball and I'm like, okay, I'll take Caleb. And then, and then all of a sudden Caleb's like, Mark, I want to go ahead and be on your kickball squad today. And it's like, no, no duh. I just chose you. He chose us. He loves us. When we love Jesus above all, it compels us and calls us and empowers us to love others as authentically as Christ does. Which leads us to the second one. Strong church culture is guided by the truth that God first loved us and he empowers us with genuine love for his church. Can we say genuine love for his church? Loving God's church requires loving people with grace. Say grace. Patience, endurance, and faithfulness. What about, what about the first time I rub you the wrong way? What about the first time I offend you? What about the first time you offend one another? What about the first time you get rubbed the wrong way? You going to cut and run? No, that's not genuine. That's not authentic love. Authentic love is, I'm, I'm so mad at you right now because you hurt my feelings. How did I hurt your feelings? When you said this, this is how it made me feel. And when you said that, when you said that, well, can we talk about that? Absolutely, we're talking about it right now. And we stick to one another. And we work it out. We pray for one another. We have grace. And we endure hardships with one another. We don't bail on each other the first time someone's offensive. Like, we, we allow this to be something where we are knit together. Maybe I should just do something offensive to you now. Let's just get it out of the way. Kara's like, oh, Lord Jesus, no. Lord, don't let him, whatever is on his mind, don't let him do it. The Lord just had his way, baby. I'm not going to offend them. If we can't love those who we serve God with, how are we going to love people outside these walls? God had a purpose in calling this church to Erie, Colorado. We lived in Westminster. We lived in Westminster when, when we planted Impact Rock Church in our living room. We told part of the story last week. But God called us here. He confirmed it. We knew it. He had purpose in that. And that's demonstrating generous love for our community. Generous love for our community. Kim is fantastic at outreach, at hearing the need, at at, at sensing the need. And saying, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to affect the needs. We're going to get school supplies. Or we're going to do Thanksgiving meals. Or we're going to do backpacks full of food because there's some kids in the schools that, that are hungry and they're not getting meals at home. And we're going to do gifts and we're going to, at Christmas time or whatever it is. But we've got to be quick to be generous in our expression of love to our community. We can't just say, hey, if you come to our church, we'll show a lot of love to you. If you come to our church, boy, we're going to love you well. But to say, hey, we're going to love you whether you ever come or not. And Jesus loves you. It's not our name that we want to be known. It's the name of Jesus. And he he loves you. We're doing this for him. Please forget the name of our church unless you need a place to come. And then it's right over here, Sundays at 10. These are our values. Passionate love for God. Generous love for his church. I'm sorry, genuine love for his church. Generous love for our community. I'm excited because I, I wasn't sure how far I'd get. But I got time, so we're going to culture, baby. We're going to our culture, and I'm super excited about this. The last component of this IRC community that I'm going to share today is our culture. And I love this. Our culture, they're the unique ways, the, the unique expressions that we get to. Demonstrate our values with Because those values can be demonstrated a bunch of different ways But we, this is who we are This is is what we love to do This is what we contend for We fulfill our visions and our vision with, with this culture And friends, we are unique We are Like, look around real quick Don't look at me, don't look at me Don't look at me Look around. We're unique. We're diverse. It's not, it's not a cookie cutter. It's not a rubber stamp. We're unique and that's awesome. So we have this written on our, on our culture page. We are an enthusiastic group of pardoned rebels who are constantly growing and are just chomping at the bit to tell people the truth about God, being used by Him to display His glory. Boom! I won't, I won't drop the mic because I don't know how much this costs. And even though we have carpet, things happen. So I'm not going to do it. But boom! We should be excited about being these rebels for the Lord. Constantly growing, not being in the same place. So we're going to go through five things that are a massive part of IRC's culture. Number one, honor. Honor. Joyfully outdo one another in showing honor, we revel in the fun challenge of, of honoring each other so much that it borders on competitive. It borders on competitive, and we get that from Romans 12, nine and 10. it says, "Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in what?" in showing honor, challenge received. I love that. Man, I promise you this. I promise you this. If we will push past our insecurities and we will outdo one another in showing honor, we will be happier people. Number two, generosity. We thrive in the freedom of selfless generosity. You guys, God models generosity perfectly and we just follow his lead being generous in every way is liberating being generous in every way is liberating being quick to friendship having room for one or two or five more more friends is liberating giving to the lord is liberating giving of our time and service to the king is liberating it's wonderful 2 Corinthians 9, 6-8 says this. Here's my point. Yes, Paul. Here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest. But the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. Let like giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything, every moment and in every way. He will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. You guys, when I get up to pray over the tithes and offering every week, I could just read that. I could just read that every time. But I try and do it a little quicker. But. This is God's thoughts on the subject, not mine. And I do know this. I know this is still something that some people haven't found freedom in. And it's just ask the Lord to help you. Just ask him to help you in this spirit of generosity. He's patient with you. We're patient with you. But again, you can't, you can't stay in this place of bondage. The next one is friendship. Friendship. Quickly love people with genuine friendship. Quickly love people with sincere, genuine friendship. See, that goes against our culture. That goes against our our safety. That goes against our comfort. What we want to do is patiently love someone with friendship. Patiently. Because I've been hurt before. I've been burned before. The guy who burned me before had a beard like this guy's. Ah. Uh, right. Quickly. God's the protector of our hearts. Jesus was quick to love. Surrender. Actually no, not surrender. John 15:12 through 13. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Now we'll go to number four, surrender. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Yield to the Holy Spirit. If you don't think the Holy Spirit's phenomenal, you need to go back and read John 14, 15, and 16 and listen to the way Jesus raves about the Holy Spirit. We rave about Jesus. And Jesus in those three chapters raves about the Holy Spirit. He's like, I'm going away. I I know that's sad, but it's better that I go away because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit won't come. He won't be sent. And he's going to guide you in all truth. And he's going to remind you of everything I've said. And he's awesome. He's a comforter and a teacher. And he's awesome. He raves about the Holy Spirit. So we've got to have just a yielded heart to the Holy Spirit. When we give him the room, he reminds us of every incredible thing that's found in God's phenomenal presence. You got Sunday morning planning. It's essential. It's vital. I mean, we we, we got to have our, our stuff together. The worship team has to have a, a, a song list. They practice it. They have the list. I have, or whoever's bringing the word, has a sermon planned out. We have notes. There's my notes. I'm not winging it. Planning is awesome. It's vital. But so is yielding to the Holy Spirit and giving Him room. Galatians 5, 16-18 says this. Let me emphasize this. As you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. When your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit, you hinder Him from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your self-life from dominating you. So then, The two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self life of the flesh and the new life, uh, the new creation life of the Spirit. But when you yield to the life of the Spirit, you will no longer be living under the law but soaring above it. The last one, the last of these items that's part of our culture that we fight for, that we contend for, is invitation. Now I know that he's here. We know that God's here. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Okay, we, we get it. We know that. So why why invite again? Because there's power in it. Frequently inviting Jesus in is life changing. He calls. Scripture says he calls out and he knocks. And then he waits. And if we open the door, he comes in and he, he, he dines with us. He eats with us. Man, is there anything more relational than having a meal together? He comes in and, and he's relational with us. We see that in Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and Knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Friends, why are we doing this series? Why are we doing this series? Four weeks of coming to communicate. Why, why are we doing this? Why are we patiently unpacking our vision and our values and our culture? We are doing this so that you can truly know what Impact Rock is all about. What we are all about. What we stand on. What we are about. And it's important that you know what we're about. Because we're not going to ask you for membership, but we are going to ask you for commitment. The commitment of togetherness and partnership to link arms together and not be one of those churches where we let a few do all the work But that we together say, this is my call, this is my mission, this is my vision. And I'm going to be used by my king to reach people who need to know his love. I do not want you to merely come to this church. I'm just being totally honest. I don't want you to just merely come to this church. I want you to commit to being a part of this vision and this work. Okay, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty transparent. I mean, it's me, right? Can anybody think of friends of theirs where you're like, my friend would never listen to you? Can anybody? Go. Mark, I love you, but my friend would never listen to you. Fair enough. I man. Fair enough. Would he listen to you? Would your friend listen to you? Would your friend listen to you? Yes. Yes. Because you're in their life. I'm not. I'm an outside voice. I'm the man. I'm I'm what I, you know, like you know, I'm 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 I wanted to say I'm whitey, but I'm not gonna say I'm whitey. I'm I'm the man. I represent religion. I represent uh Laws and the, the list of do not do these things or whatever it is, right? If someone don't know Jesus, that's what I represent to them. But you, you're their buddy. You, you're their coworker or their classmate or what, you're their neighbor. And we gotta be called to do it together. In two weeks, we're gonna wrap this up and then we're having Sabbath Sunday. So you'll have time to chew on it and think on it and ruminate. And if your heart resonates with these truths that we're sharing then we're hoping that you'll link arms with us in helping people love and follow Jesus there's a QR code if we can put that up um, we, we've taken months we've taken months to put together a 26 page PDF that is called coming to community and we're not waiting until the end of the four weeks to tell you to go. We're asking you to go now. So you can take out your phones right now if you want. Or you can go to impactrock.com slash coming-to-community. But might as well just scan this. This will take you right there. And you can read it. And you can you can see all these things. I mean, we're not... We want you to read it again and again and again. We want you to know who we are and where we're going. So you can scan that. I'll send it out in an email as well. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, we love you. And it's amazing that you choose to need us because you don't need us. You're God. But you choose to need us, you choose to let us be a part of this mission to advance your kingdom. And that's just mind numbing, it's humbling. Lord, let our hearts grab a hold of the vision of helping people love and follow you. Lord, help us in our relationship and growing with you. Not just in knowledge, that's not what we're looking for, but in love and in trust. In Jesus' name, amen.